Hello and welcome back to another episode of Under the Lights. Uh, didn't really go to plan. My name's Tom Murray. My name's Callum Wilson and this is Under the Lights. Callum, when I was watching yesterday, it made me think of that line from the in-betweeners from Will, which is, well, that was fucking dreadful. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's the summer, isn't it? I think um, just so disappointing to play that way in a game where you know, one of the few games we've played where we had an opportunity to win, and we put on that shit show. I mean, it was it felt like we'd gone backwards again. You know, it's, I don't want to get I don't want to get too hyped up on one game. Because then it can work both ways. We could have one really good performance and suddenly we're world beaters and Ralph's the best things since sliced bread, i.e. last week against Man City. And then this week, we lose at home to Wolves in an abject performance and uh, the guy doesn't know how to tie his own shoelaces. So I feel like it's, it's all very reactionary, isn't it? And mm. um, I wouldn't base your opinion purely on yesterday's performance i would base it on what you've seen for the last well year i was going to uh, say but, i was i was i was going to say exactly like that it's not but on that one performance it's not the be all and end all it's not a disaster but it's the fact that over the last year and a half two years we have seen that kind of game so many times yeah, yeah. And that's why I say we went backwards because I felt like we'd gone back to the days of we can't get a home win to save our lives. You know, even when we were doing all right away from home and at home we were just absolutely shite. We saw that game week in, week out. Um, and I say, you know, judge Ralph on the last year. Well, if you judge him on 2021, then, uh, then you know, he's, he's the worst manager in the league. Uh yeah, that's a big question, isn't it? I, I feel like now more than ever, well, certainly last night more than ever, was the biggest swaying of Ralph out that we've seen so far. I know we've uh, played around with the idea on on this podcast and asked the questions on Twitter, and you and me have kind of we haven't really wanted to pin our colours to the mast because. We haven't, we've never firmly been Ralph out, but we've had times like everyone where we've been fed up with it and mm. considered what, you know, what's out there. You know, is enough enough? Have we made the same mistakes too many times? I don't, the, the thing is, yesterday wasn't, it wasn't the same old. It wasn't the same mistakes. These were like new mistakes. These were, we've gone from being able to attack teams, but leaving the back door open at all times to go in the other way and becoming resolute and defensively good, which we were yesterday, just one mishap, individual mistake, otherwise it's nil-nil. Um, we've gone from, from that to, yeah, resolute defence, but we can't hit a barn door. So I, I, don't, I don't know. So I, I'd struggle to understand how a manager can't find a happy medium between the two. You know, so many teams can score goals, but can defend. And they won't win every game, but they're, they're not. it's not one way or the other. With Saints, it's like, well, what do you want us to do? Do you want us to attack or do you want us to defend? And we're kind of saying, well, any chance you can do a bit of both? 
yeah, I know what I know what you mean. I think yesterday was it was painful watching the attacking you know, from from a change we actually like we created a lot of chances there are quite a few opportunities where we really should have scored um but the fact is that he's gone to change the game and brought on Shane Long um to try and rescue a goal I just don't understand what I think I've seen a couple of points I really agree with one I don't know what Nathan Teller has done in the middle of pre-season to no the season to not warrant getting in the team because Gineppo came on, did nothing and dived. And it was really frustrating because that one chance in the corner, right at the very end where he had a chance to take on his man and get a ball in. I said to, I, I said, I was watch as I was watching the game, this is going out for a goal kick. Whatever happens, he's going to overrun it and it's going to go out for a goal kick. What does he do? He overruns it. Dives trying to get a free kick, goes out for a goal did, kick. Did he not get pulled? Did he not get pulled back? I mean, I, I, I was at the other side of the stadium, but it looked like he'd he'd done his man. He did overrun it, but he got he got pulled back and went to ground. It was it was it was um, looking back on it. It's a, it would have been an incredibly harsh free kick to give him. The guys hardly touched him, and it's just typical Gineppo going down because someone because a breeze has gone on the back. And the other one is. Um, we are not a good enough team to be playing our best player out of position. Walker Peters has to be a right back. I know Livramento is fantastic, great player, but we are not, we don't have the ability as a team. We can't afford to play our best player in a position he's not comfortable with just to try and fit him in the team. Yeah, he was, well, to, to start with, uh, yeah, the teller thing is a just makes no sense to me. There's something more to this. Um, <clears throat> we, we wondered why we're, we're bereft of a good attacking wide players. We have been for years. We've had high quantity, low quality, especially on that left, left side. We're missing Stuart Armstrong, like a hole in the head. I don't know when he's back. Apparently he's back training, but we need him back in the side. So, it, it, you know, and we ended up with Redmond Nelly Lucy. You know, two players that really, one was sent out on loan because he couldn't get in the side and the other one barely gets in the squad if you've got, but you know, the full squad together. So those are our attacking creative players and that's, that's probably part of the reason that we can't create any chances for our forwards because it's coming from someone like Oreo Romeo instead. Um, uh, with the Gineppo coming on, you know what? I thought he looked lively. I was I was happy with his cameo to an extent. You know, final ball, blah blah blah, same old for Gineppo, but it did more than Redmond did. Obviously, uh, at least he took his man on. We're crying out, man! You play Wolves, and you know Samedo is the weak link. Everyone in the world knows that Samedo cannot defend for Toffee, but he didn't have to do any defending. We played, we played, we'll come on to Walker Peters bit, but that adds to that. Um, but even if Gineppo did get that free kick, we wouldn't have scored from it because uh, we weren't, we didn't look like scoring in set pieces. But yeah, and then you add, you add, not only are we playing Redmond up against him, who doesn't, Redmond doesn't take players on, it just doesn't do it, it just goes backwards. And then you play Walker Peters, who's never going to get, down the outside and put a cross in. When he does, he hasn't got, he's got zero left foot. We saw that yesterday, could barely trickle a cross in. Crying out for Roman Perot on that left flank to provide that width. 
to really go at Samedo because he's he's there for the taking. And it was just completely ignored. It was completely um, gone. It seems to have gone over the head of, of Hassan at all. Yeah, instead, we're, yeah, I don't know. He's obviously trying, but I just sometimes I just think to myself, is he just, is he just that, is he that good? Because you could see that he's tried things differently. But his tactical change yesterday was every time we were in possession, put Romeo in the back three. So we've got an extra person to piss about with the ball sidewards in our own half. Boring. Sidewards passing. Centre-back. Centre-back. Centre-midfielder. Centre-back. Right-back. Right-back looks forward. Turns around. Passes it backwards. Centre-back. Waves his arms in the air because there's nothing to go for. Into centre-midfielder. Centre-back. Centre-back. Let's try the left-back. Same thing. And repeat. Until eventually we go back to McCarthy and hoof it long. It is shite. And that was that's all we had the whole game. There was a five-minute spell where we created a couple of things, well, almost identical chances, really, from uh, from the left corner of the box to the right of, of the box, where we kind of squared it a couple of times. Livermento had a shot, saved. Elianusi had a shot, saved. And then Adams was thwarted, but he was offside from the rebound. Apart from that, I don't care what Arsenal says, we, we didn't create chances. You know, just because a stat says that we might have had a certain amount of shots means bugger all if someone's shooting from 30 yards and it's hitting the corner flag. It doesn't mean anything. So, yeah, for me, yesterday was one of the worst performances I've seen in a long time. It was it was the game where everyone had such high expectations. We were talking about how we'd had a good start to the season despite not having that win. And then we, we get an opportunity. And we did say it, didn't we? How often do we... How often do we put in a really, really good performance against a big side and hold them and maybe get a draw and then it, it, that doesn't translate into the winnable game next week? We played like we did against Man City yesterday. We would have run away with it. So it, it just, same team, but the tactics against you know, a team that plays a different formation a different way, they play a low block, especially after they got that goal. And... And they didn't even have Troy on the pitch until we still got done by a counter-attack. The assist was from the goalkeeper. Jan Bednarak showing all of his flaws in one go for Jimenez to, to just take the piss and, and score an easy goal. And all that hard work and all that hard defending counts for nothing because you switch off. Yeah, it was... It was so just so frustrating just seeing so many of the same problems that we that we always had. And it's a shame because I know we had a lot of Ralph out, but let's not forget that he was worthy of his praise for the game against Manchester City. And he deserved he deserved the fact that hang on, it looked like he's changed a bit and we look we look different. And I know one game doesn't make a make a season and we got thirty-two to go but it was just the fact that this is the first first game where you know I can take losing when we're outplayed I could take losing when it's obvious that the other team is better than us but the two games I've been really disappointed with this season Newcastle and Wolves because both of them have been atrocious and therefore taking Everton as well they've been absolutely atrocious and 
we have managed to be just as bad. If uh, we've been even worse, and this, and we will go on to it later. But the fact is, with the game, we got Chelsea, and then the international break. And let's be realistic here: we're going to be mid-October without a win, and those four draws at the start of the season, as well earned as they may have been, are going to look fairly null and void because we will have gone. You know, almost a fifth of a season or so without a victory. Yeah, and, and uh, we could be in a relegation zone by that point as well. I mean, it comes back again to the fact that we can't play against. Yeah, you know, if we're going to try and we've had a rant, if we're going to try and look through the weeds and and find the the problem and uh, and cut all the shit, Ralph Arsenal has not at any point since he walked into this club been able to coach a team to play against a low block there are reasons that he can manage to get a result against uh, Man United at home to get a result away at Man City because we can draw them onto us we can we can counter-attack them but also we, you know, we can be that defensive block now and he's shown that he can do that. He's essentially used the tactic that other teams use against us. He thought, bloody out, we can't break them down. Uh, you know what? Well, why don't we do that? But you need to be better coached. I mean, we're, we're so poor and so reserved in possession. It's it's ridiculous. Against the bigger teams, we press more. We saw that for five minutes at the end of the first half where we pressed them. And I turned around to Rob on the commentary and said, we, we looked absolutely brilliant for five minutes. Now, maybe we have realised we don't have the fitness to do that all game. And that's where we used to lose leads and, and finish poorly. But five minutes wasn't enough. You know, Che Adams almost tackling the goalkeeper, you know, pressing them all the way into their own corner. The crowd getting behind it. Second half, it goes back to just safe possession. Don't give the ball away. That, that seems to be our plan in possession. Don't take any risks. Don't give the ball away. Have a look. If there's no options, go back to your centre-back because no one's anywhere near him and we'll try the other side. They just try They try to find width. There's no way of getting through a side centrally. We don't manage to, to stretch anyone. We don't switch the play quickly enough to find space on a flank. You can't pass it five times before you get from left-back to right-back and expect that that right back's going to have space to, to run into. Uh, Wolves were doing that better than us. Cody, always good at popping the ball out to the right wing back, and they had a bit of space. They were just um, just as bereft of, of creativity going forward. Their fans were getting on their backs, constantly going back to Cody. But it just seems to be the way a lot of teams play football now, but we are just awful at it. And what we don't have this season is a striker like Danny Ings to bail us out of a bad performance by um, turning on a bit of magic on his own and getting us a goal. Because let's be honest, that's, that's, what's, that's what used to happen. Uh, so the question now is, as it has been for a lot of people for a while, but it really seems to have come to the forefront now, is that, you know, is it Ralph in or Ralph out? Are we at the point now, six games into a season, where we're going to look at 
changing our manager. And it's not just the because this season, like we've said, it's the whole year. And just when it looked like maybe he'd learned his lesson, maybe we were getting somewhere. Everything that had impressed us um, had just had just faded away. And uh, and and yesterday was a you know, solid two out of ten performance. You give, it you, that, kind of, you give it that high. And you just sit there, don't you? You just sit there and think, yeah, that was that was a false dawn. We're, we're back here again mm. for the umpteenth time. How many times is this going to happen before we decide to say, you know, enough's enough? Where, where are you? Where do you stand with it? Is it is it an overreaction to one game? <laughs> do you give him that run uh, after the Chelsea game of Leeds, Norwich, Burnley, you know, those, those games? Or do you... Do you get rid, allow someone to come in, use that international break to implement their ideas and go into a, a run of fixtures where they have the best opportunity to get off to a really good start? Well, this was actually a point I was going to bring up with you in terms of a look, you know, because it is a nice run. Well, on paper, it's a nice run after the, after the break. You know, Leeds, Villa, Watford, uh, Burnley, Norwich especially. Um, but then, and I and and I'm half thinking like, let's see how we do with this new style, um, new play the, with these new players in that particular run. But then I ask myself, how many times have I said the exact same thing over the past couple of years? Of, oh, see how he does in this run. We got an we got a nice uh, we got some easier fixtures. Let's see how he does with this one. And as you know, it might be applied to this situation. So it is a nice run. See how he does. But at the same time, I think that I've said this about three or four times. So in the past, when we've been crap and we've got a decent run of fixtures and give him give him time, see how he does in those. And I just feel it's like Groundhog Day almost. And in since when since Ralph has come in, we've had no consistency whatsoever, apart from being consistently crap. Apart you know, apart from we've said it again again that period of fifteen games at the end of one season, the beginning of the other. Apart from that. It's been the same problems whatsoever. And if I'm being completely honest, I your tweet summed it up perfectly yesterday. We are literally just existing as a club at the moment. And until something changes, it's, until something happens, that's not going to change. And I think that it probably is time to get rid, have a change, because it is. He's, he came in as someone who would really turn us around, play exciting football. It's three years on. It's not happened. And I don't, and let's be completely honest. I'm going to pose this question to you. If it was any other club, how it, the manager would have been sat by now? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, that tweet I, the tweet I sent out yesterday wasn't necessarily aimed at it. Was I I'd thought that before the game yesterday? I was sat in the stadium looking around thinking this, this, the staff there are useless. The, the, I, I sat there and looked at the big screen that had been there for 20 years, old and dusty. One of them wasn't even working. Half the pixels were broken. Um, looking around at all the empty seats that hadn't seen a lick of paint in God knows how long. Uh, the, the feeble atmosphere because the players aren't giving the fans anything to really shout about. And some of them aren't going to come. They're going to come down at two o'clock to watch Saints versus Wolves when it's on Sky, the way we're playing. And I just sat there and thought it, it's not. And that was before the game. And uh, and but that wasn't 
that wasn't necessarily about Ralph in or Ralph out. That was from the very top. That was from where we were compared to where we were when Nicola Cortese was running the club and everything had to be pristine. And maybe people might argue he was overkill, but but just look at the results that we got. So that was what that was about. Um, and in terms of, I forget what the other point was that we were talking about. Uh, the other point was um, if it was any other club, Ralph would have been sacked by now. Oh, yeah, yeah, he would have been, uh, obviously. Um, and I, yeah, I, I, just, I just think that's the point I wanted to make, was the, the, the reason it's a question for me is we, we didn't get rid of him at the end of the season and we've had on paper a difficult start to the season where this, I know you could argue maybe Newcastle away, but this was obviously the best fixture for us in the first six. And on the day, it didn't work out. Are they going to be, are they going to have a knee-jerk reaction after he's had decent displays and shown signs of improvement against the bigger teams? Is he going to give him the first six or seven games really, really tough and then get rid of him before he has the opportunity this season to potentially cock things up or get things right? Uh, and, and I know we're saying he's had a million chances and we're looking back to the last year or, you know, 2021, and we've had these fixtures and they don't come, they, they don't work out. But I just think to myself, if that was going to be the case, then we would have, we would have changed it in the summer. So <clears throat> why, why, why wait until, it's like we were waiting for one cock up. We're like, right, you've got, a, you've got a game that you can win here. If you don't win it, you're gone. It sounds ridiculous, really. Mm. So I just wonder if, if he's given the opportunity for the next three or four games and he still doesn't have a win after we've played Leeds at home, Burnley at home, Norwich away, we still don't, we're still getting the same old problems, then he has to go by that point. Like there's a lot of people who want him to go now because we're fed up of seeing the same old rubbish. I get it. But that is one game. And last week, no one was saying that. Everyone was happy with the way that we played against uh, against uh, West Ham and Man City. Yeah, th there's still obviously holes in the other games we played, but I I I don't think he's going anywhere this week. Yeah, no, I I don't. I think I think honestly, he's got security in his job for a long time. We you don't see someone lose two games nine nil. Don't see someone have. Uh, what was it? Something like seventeen points in the whole of twenty twenty one, and a, and a, and a closed season to start again. You don't see that unless the board absolutely backs them. And I think they've kind of backed themselves into a corner because my worry is, who do you replace him with? And not not only that, but they have they have shown so much faith in Ralph Arsenal that everything throughout the club has been changed to fit him and his philosophy even though his philosophy seems to have completely changed now. But, yeah, the, the, the B team, the C team, the academies, I mean, I know, don't get me started on the B team. I know they're absolute dog shit, but all of it, all of it has been under the playbook and the blueprint of our, our first team manager. So it's not just about someone coming in mid-season and taking on a bunch of players to get them to play football. It's about them coming in and changing everything but isn't that something that we might just need 
Well, it is. But what I'm saying is that they've it's not an easy fix because they've invested so much, not money, but they've invested a, a lot of their faith into him. And, you know, the, the, I imagine the training equipment and the way in which the, the academy and, and all the staff and everything is going. He leaves, someone else comes in and they go, right, yeah, this is crap. Start again. Um, if you're going to do that, do that in the summer. The other, the other main thing is with, with the deciding whether or not to get rid of a manager is who is going to replace him. Now, Southampton Football Club will not take someone who already has a job because you have to pay money for that. Whether it's a championship side or something and it's a bit less money, who knows? But they're not going to go and get Graham Potter. They're not going to go and get someone from who's, who's made, you know, Sean Dyche or some, just someone, for example, throwing names out there. We're not going to pay the money. We're going to want someone who's looking for a job to give him a, a crap salary and to, um, to expect him to do a job. We're going to be looking at someone like Frank Lampard or Chris Wilder or Sam Allardyce or, you know, one of those, that's, that's, that's the, um, the shelf that we're shopping from. So, You've got to look at that then and say, with all that considered, is there a candidate there that we are so keen to bring in that will that will change completely everything? Because none of those managers are the same as Hassan at all. It's not like a it's not like a simple fix. You know, we used to be like, get rid of one manager, bring in another that plays in a similar way. We need to find someone that plays in a similar way to to Hassan at all. Um, Eddie Howe, I think, is probably the most obvious choice, but. Again, I'm not massively impressed with what he did in the Premier League in terms of, you know, he, he was stubborn. He had he played a certain way and they ended up biting the bullet for it. So that, that's the question, you know, do you go with someone like Frank Lampard? Do you go with someone like Eddie Howe over Ralph Arsenal? And will that put us in a better place partway through a season to keep us up, but also to take us forward and with, with no money to spend? Yeah, when you put it like that, it seems just like a getting any sort of change at the moment seems almost just like Im impossible at the it's moment. It's almost like when there's, a, when there's a manager that's available and everyone's, then there's a number of teams that are struggling and they're umming and ahhing about whether their manager, some of them not even thinking about sacking the manager, but then there's this guy who's available and they're like, if we don't get him, then such and such is going to go and get him. We need to act now. That happens in football a lot because there's an obvious potential in bringing in a manager. There aren't any of those out there at the moment. So is it is literally if Arsenal loses his job, it sounds stupid, but it's because he's doing such a bad job that literally anyone can do something better. And if we're in that position, then that's when he's got to go. You know, what do you what do you think? Would you, in answer to the question, would you get rid of him? Uh, I know it would need drastic change, but sometimes that's what you need. And I know it's you know, would rip up everything at the club, but with by the sounds of it, like I mean, as you said, the B team, the academy team, are just doing so so badly at the moment. So right through the club, we're playing poorly. I think. It's, it, it's a difficult one because, as you said, if we take the Wolves game out of it, this, the team have had difficult fixtures and they've got points from games that we did not expect them to get from at all. 
um, Manchester United and Man City being the two key ones. We didn't expect anything. We expected a drubbing in both games. You and I were laughing about how badly uh, did we think that we like this would be the 9-0 of the season. And it didn't happen. And we played very, very well. Um, and I'm not going to dispute that. I think yesterday was incredibly disappointing because obviously we've played so well. And then we serve that up uh, an opportunity to get our first win. And we let a team that had 3% shot conversion this season win um, and well, just genuinely, generally score. So it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough one. It's on one hand, we play the Chelsea. If, of course, we might put in a decent performance against Chelsea and get another nil-nil or something, and then suddenly, even, even if we do, I know, you know, even if we do, for for example, we've then got those two weeks if we wanted to try and change something before the run of fixtures that we have to be picking up points from. But then, uh, at the same time, they might think, "Oh, we've got a point. We've got a point against Chelsea. We were going to sack him, but you know, what, let's see how we do." It's do you, remember, do you remember when uh, do you remember when Nigel Adkins got a point at Stamford Bridge and he was gone the next day, and uh, in, in came uh, a certain Pochettino. Everyone was throwing their arms. But up it wasn't. The air. Everyone, everyone threw their arms up in the air, not just because we got a point at Chelsea, but I think we were something like six games unbeaten at that point, and we seemed to have turned it around. That, under and that still, and that in the end was was a great decision for the club. Although mm. we love Nigel Adkins, look where it took us. Um, not to say it wouldn't have with him in charge, but you can only go by what happened afterwards. So yeah, so uh, so are you are you undecided then? I'm gonna put my okay. I'm gonna sit my um, flag to the mast here. I think if we if we don't have a if we the Norwich game is the last one of that run, and if we don't have two or three wins from that run, then he has to go. Right. I'd, okay. Okay, no, I'd say he, if we don't get minimum nine points from that run, he has to go. I'll tell you now, we, we won't. If, if that's what you're hoping for, then. All right, seven go. points. Seven points. I'll get rid of him now. Um, we haven't won a game all season. We, we, you saw the performance against Wolves. We've got home games against Leeds and Burnley. I mean, we never, you know, Burnley is a, is a typical example of a home game that Saints never win and will not win under Hassan because of the way they play. Although we won it last year, the 3-2. Well, yeah, okay, usually though, usually. Yeah. But, oh yeah, that was a mad game, wasn't it? Like, that was kind of, that was a backwards game. However, <laughs> however we, won, we won that game because of the magic of Danny Ings. Yeah. Um, so and, and that was the only time we actually came back from being behind rather than the other way around. But yeah, usually, you know, we get done by them. Leeds are better than us. I just, I just, the more I talk about it, I mean, I'm really undecided and I'm struggling to pin my colours to the mast. But the idea that we might get to that Norwich game, having not, still not won or not, not looked convincing or just the same old, same old, and we get to the Norwich game, and if we, even if we beat Norwich, so does everyone else. And we look back and go, you know what? That was a really, really good opportunity for us to get some results in that run. And now we're at the end of November, going in towards Christmas, and we're in the bottom three. And now we're in the shit. If we changed it, we might have got a couple of wins. You know, a new manager boost, first game at... at 
at home, St Mary's rocking, something to, to get the crowd up for, new manager in. Maybe we get a couple of wins in that run. We get to the end of November and we're kind of, you know, much of a muchness, 14th, 15th. We're still not in it yet. We're still not in the battle. If you get to the end of November, you're in one or two places. You're either right in the shit or you're not. Mm. And it, and and where you are, if you are in the shit at that point, you know what kind of season it's going to be um, for me. You know, don't be bottom at Christmas and all that kind of stuff. So the more I think about it, the more I think maybe we should get someone else in. Um, if we did, who would you choose to bring in? It depends on what kind, like, are we going for the, are we going for the next step in terms of what, where we want this club to go? So you're, 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 you're in charge of the club and we're mm. shit at the moment. Yeah, that's a good point. Where, um, what, what do you want to do? Do you want to, you know, if you want to take the next step, do you want to start looking forward? Do you want someone who's going to keep us up every season whilst we look for a new owner? Do you, you know, how are you going to, how do you want to play it? I'd probably be, it would be a choice for me between Eddie Howe and Frank Lampard. Um, so you're not you, you don't want Big Sam in to keep us keep us afloat until um, until well he didn't well, do it with West that, Brom went down, yeah went down last yeah. year I usually, think you know, yeah West Brom were pretty poor though weren't they but keep keep us afloat until we get a new investor and then fob him off and and try and go places or do you try and keep the consistency like we were saying of a of a whatever style of play we're supposed to have the, the Southampton way which seems to have gone Southampton way just seems to be losing at the moment but I, yeah I, I think like for instance if we brought in Chris Wilder it can play a completely different way to Arsenal at all so it would take time for the players to understand you know the underlapping centre-backs and all of that stuff plus he was shite last season mm. um, I would if I was going to bring someone in I would I'm pretty sure I would bring in Frank Lampard. And I know he hasn't done much, but I think having someone who has accomplished what he has in football would, it would, you know, whether you think it's right or wrong, it would bring a different dimension to St Mary's. If Frank Lampard, former Chelsea England player Frank Lampard, was our manager in a, the dugout for that first game against Leeds, came out, the crowd, I think there'd be a buzz for that appointment because of who he is. Yeah. Right. And, and then and then he also plays good football, like attacking football, and that's what he tries to do. But of, of more than anything else, he has he likes to bring through young players, and I'm pretty sure we'll know one or two of them from the from the Chelsea yeah. youth days. I bet you if he comes in. Brogia will be starting up front. Livermento will be, you know, the main man. But but it's just that experience, isn't it? You know, mm. what did he do at Derby? What did he do at Chelsea? I don't think he did a bad job either. But this is his level. And I think he's waiting for this kind of job. Um, I personally would love Steven Gerrard, but I don't think that's an option. Again, like I said, we'd have to pay Rangers. But I don't know if he'd want actually want to move. Uh, he's doing such a good job there. You know, Graham Potter would be someone that, I'd love us to go and get, but I think we're we're shopping from the from the reduced style in the manager's market, aren't we? And and I think Frank Lampard has enough for me to say, you know what? Maybe we should get rid of Ralph and try and try him. I think 
we're we're now at a point where I think we really need some something has to change, something has to change, and it's a it's a massive run of fixtures, and I think this is I know it all depends on where teams are later on in the season, but I if I'm right in thinking this set of fixtures is probably the kindest run of fixtures we have all season. And then Isn't it the bottom three at the moment? Isn't it? Norwich and Leeds are in there. Are Burnley the other one that are in there as well? Or maybe, um, maybe Newcastle? I think so. Certainly I think, bottom four. Yeah, I think, I think so. But yeah, yeah, as I said, it's the kindest, on paper, it's the kindest run of fixtures we will have all season. Obviously, it depends on where other teams finish, go uh, later yeah. on. But in terms of how it looks at the moment, we don't have, we maybe have one or two together. In a row, maybe like a Norwich and then a Watford later on. But in terms of a consistent run of fixes where you can look at every single game and think we can get points here, that we don't have that again. And at the moment, international break two weeks. I think I think it's time to change. There you have it. the uh, The inquest is over. Before we logged on to this to this call. I think neither me or Tom actually had an answer to Ralph in or Ralph out. But by the end of it, we seem to have talked ourselves or each other into uh, Ralph out. Lampard in? Yeah, definitely. Or, 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 you, or you think maybe Eddie Howe. But, but either, I'd be happy way, with either. I'd be happy with either. I think we're at the point now where uh, to, he's had enough chances. It's just so frustrating. As much as we like him and, and when it's good, it's great. But and and as a as a character, I, I really like him. But I think the club have got to go in a different direction before it's too late. Um, and those could be six pointers, like you said, in that fixture list. We could be looking back at the end of the season, going, "That was the run." Yeah, it was early in the season, but that was the run where we were facing other relegation candidates. And changing your manager is what is what gets clubs out of trouble. And I know we're only six games into the season. I, I tell you what, I'd give Ralph the next game because it's Chelsea. Not to distract Frank going first game away, away at the bridge. Bring him in. Sounds like Atkins all over again. Let him go up there, get a result, knowing that you're going to get rid of him and bring him in for the international break. Get him on the training ground. And then he's got a, he's got a set of fixtures in, uh, in the next few weeks. In, and he can go up to Stamford Bridge in the cup anyway, can't he? So um, yeah, I, I think it's a, I think I think that's the best thing at the moment. Um, you, you can't you can't. It's nine months, ten months now we've been on this since that Liverpool game, first of January. You can't. You, it's time to it's time for the Ralph Express to come to a grinding halt. To um, to quote uh, the uh, departed Claude from Arsenal Tip Fan TV. It's time to go. And on the, on that note, it's time for me and Tom to go as well. So uh, thanks very much for listening. Uh, you know where to find the podcast. It's on Twitter at under underscore saints. You can find me at Callum Wilson 21. You can find me at T214 Murray. And uh, apart, I think there, the, you can find me at T2. What? Basically, I'm going to keep this in because I've just I, I'm, I'm, I've just run out of words, to be honest. I've just run out of words. You're running out of battery. Have a good evening. There, there are a few. There are a few <laughs> words. There are a few words that you you know how to say at the end of a podcast. What would those be? Ah, yes. As always, stay safe.
stay wonderful.